If you're listening to this podcast, I would assume you are either A, a university student, or B, a graduate, in which case you might find yourself resonating with a lot of what this episode is going to cover. For the next few moments, I'm going to take you on a little journey, a trip down memory lane. Take a moment to rewind back and think about when you were fresh out of high school and gearing up for college. Did you ask yourself the following questions? Why am I going to university? What's the underlying purpose driving this decision? Do I really want to spend the next three to four years of my life learning about this subject I claim to be interested in? In fact, do I really want to pursue this subject field as a career? Or is it to please my parents? Or that one annoying neighbor or aunt or uncle who just won't stop asking about my future plans because they they low-key want to compare me to their kid. But if it's not to please society in some form, is it simply to get a job? Do I need that stamp of approval which comes in the form of a degree that says, okay, only now I'm eligible for a job. Now I'm entitled to a job. So, how'd you go? Did your high school graduate 18-year-old self ask any of those questions before proceeding towards university? My guess would be, not really. I know I didn't. To be fair, it sort of became a norm to go to university right after high school. It doesn't matter if you liked studying or did well in high school, liked sports or music or whatever. You finish year 11 and 12, get ready for college. Now, there are some people who choose to get some time off, um, travel, rethink, and then decide. But for the majority, I'd say it's just following the norm. Why though? Do we have to go to university? Do we need to choose this, this one subject area and study this to be successful? Is it really worth the time, money, and effort? More importantly, are we guaranteed a job right after we finish? Is it even right for us to think that we deserve a job right after we finish? Well, according to recent data by the Federal Government of Australia, 71% of graduates secure a job straight out of university and 15% remain unemployed for up to four years after graduating. Another report by the US Department of Education revealed that 33% of bachelor's degree students in 2011 and 12 changed their degree at least once by 2014. One in 10 changed majors twice, and STEM fields, that is science, technology, engineering, and mathematics students, were more likely to switch majors versus non-STEM field students. As for satisfaction, the Australian Financial Review conducted a survey of around 1,100 students to rate their university experience. Nearly 50% of respondents stated that they did not believe the courses they were studying was worth the money it cost. And 37% of international students felt that they had not learned enough to be job ready. Now, just to be clear, I'm not one of those people who preaches how useless and wasteful university is. As someone who has genuinely reaped the benefits of university life, I'd say it has played a significant role in shaping my personality for whatever it is today. You might think otherwise, and that's fair. At least you're thinking about it. As Gen Zs, we resonate more with each other than we sometimes do with our families. We know what it's like to be a student in 2020, amidst social media, the occasional pandemic, socio-political issues, and so on. So, for all my fellow Gen Zs out there, if you feel that the future is hazy, your career path is uncertain, I've got news for you. You're not alone. 
Welcome to episode 5 of The Modern Z. Just to give you a quick brief about us if you're new, The Modern Z is a blog and podcast channel dedicated to providing young people, primarily Generation Z individuals, with a platform to come together and share thoughts, stories and experiences. Some of the most outspoken and opinionated people I've met in recent years have been around my age. These are individuals with inspiring stories and ideas. The Modern Z aims to bring together such people from around the world and discuss a wide range of topics to gather insight with the hope of resonating with our audience. We are the future, so I feel it's important to know what our generation thinks about this world. Our content is made available in the form of a blog as well as a podcast, so you can pick whatever is best suited to you, reading or listening. I'll link our website in the show notes below. For now, let's get started. So, the question of the day. Is a university degree a one-way ticket to getting a job? Is it okay to know what the future holds in store for us? Is uncertainty a problem? And if it is, what can we do about it? Well, to be honest, I'm not sure. But in order to address some of these topics, we have a guest on the show who is quite like us in many ways. Our guest today is someone who has been through the grind of university and has had thoughts of uncertainty pop up every now and then regarding her career. After doing some traveling and completing a handful of internships, she decided to create value out of that future uncertainty by starting her own podcast channel, where she invites industry professionals to share some insight about being in the workplace. I'd like to welcome Laura Van Rens. Thank you for joining us, Laura. That's all right. Thanks for having me. I feel like I sound so much cooler in that introduction than I actually feel. (laughs) (laughs) I had to do my research beforehand. Right. So uh, just to give our listeners some background, uh, tell us about yourself. What's your story, Laura? Um, so, yeah, so my name's Laura. Um, so I'm originally from Canberra, a nice small town known as the capital of Australia. Um, and I suppose my story is that um, I moved to Melbourne to study. Originally, it was a Bachelor of Environments at the University of Melbourne. Um, my plan was to do architecture. And... I suppose like over the years I've struggled to sort of decide what I want to do and that's evolved from doing Bachelor of Arts, uh, sorry, doing Bachelor of Environments, changing to a Bachelor of Arts, majoring in psychology and just kind of finding my way um, each day as it comes. Um, it's, not, it's not much of a story, but I think it's just been, my story would be just a lot about me kind of just figuring it out, following each each step that comes my way and sort of seeing yeah. seeing where each path will lead me, I guess. Yeah. Right, right. right. No, I, um, so I like the part about you said about um, starting with architecture and seeing how, how things go because I think uh, one of the few topics we're planning to cover on the podcast is what we, what we think about when we're joining university. And at the moment, like when we finish fresh out of high school, we might uh, think about university as this place that we have to go and where we have to choose a certain subject field as if it's something fixed. But um, we'll talk about them more. That's good. So um, so I found out about your podcast channel, The 20-something Grad, through a friend's friend. And I quite like the approach you had taken with it. What's the idea behind your channel? Um, like How and why did you, did you start it? Yeah, so I mean, the, the short story would be I started it because not only do I... Well, it started from the perspective that I thought one day, I don't really know what I want to do with my career. Um, And I'm probably not alone in that regard as well. So there's probably a lot of other people that don't know what's going on. 
And the problem I'm sort of facing throughout my time at university is that it's really hard to, I suppose, get up close and personal with industry experts to find out what they're doing. And sometimes that's because you're, you don't have access to the resources that provide that opportunity. So maybe that's industry networking nights or lectures that um, professionals come to university, um, maybe you don't have the chance to attend. Um, so I sort of decided, like, started to think that I wanted to create a sort of an open platform that allowed people, um, no matter what their sort of access, uh, ability to access information is, mm-hmm. I wanted to create a platform that allowed people to explore industries and understand what it is that people do and more so what it is that sort of quote unquote normal people do, because I think often, um, it's great that we've got resources available to us like podcasts, like YouTube channels to sort of hear about what people do. But more often than not, the people that we hear from are the people in like the top jobs, like your CEOs or um, your entrepreneurs who are creating businesses left, right and center. And they're kind of unattainable jobs or not so much unattainable, but sort of not necessarily every something that, you know, your everyday man can do. Um, So I wanted to, interview people and find out what they do to sort of help me figure out what I want to do, but also help other people know what they could do with the degree that they've studied. Um, Because sometimes we assume there's this conventional path to what we study. And more often than not, you could apply your degree in a different area. And you just don't know about that unless you hear about what people have done with that same degree. Yeah, Yeah, that's so true. I mean, as a uni student, what I've seen that, uh, especially in second and third year, uh, the career counseling team at our university tells us that um, how we should start attending career fairs. And we go to these career fairs and we have all these different firms coming together and talking about the various opportunities that they offer, the internships that they offer. And um, like a lot of times we think about these elusive firms, like you have the big four or you have a very big tech company and you think okay if I'm doing a degree like this I would like to work for a company like that I want to work in tax advisory I want to work in consulting and as I mentioned like um, these companies might seem elusive but then right back to what you said that for the for the average um, uni student sometimes these jobs can appear to be unattainable and it can be daunting to think about what what one might expect when they actually want to apply for the job and so what I like about your channel is that you're act, you're you're inviting uh, real industry professionals who are working in that field to share some of the experiences because what what we know about the job from what we hear at career fairs might be totally different to what the actual experience is. You know, the career fair people they don't talk about the long hours that go in. They don't talk about the challenging nature of the work as much as they talk about the diversity and the culture, which I feel is important. But then it's it's something that is also accompanied by the other aspects of different jobs. Uh, and I think it's very important for us to know that, especially as we're moving towards graduation, when we have to think about what career opportunities we have in the next few years, because that would sort of um, dictate our next, what, five to 10 years of our lives, probably, if not more. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And the other intention behind the podcast is also to explore the idea that you don't have to have, if I can swear, like your shit figured out yeah. from day one or from the minute you graduate, that the people I 
mostly aimed to interview those who have maybe had relatively unconventional paths mm-hmm. that um, maybe they've gone straight into their sort of desired career from when they graduate, but maybe the path after that has been a little bit wobbly or it took them overseas and they, they had great adventures or like one of my guests um, opened up a nightclub. Mm. He, I think, attempted three university courses and didn't graduate from a single one, but ended up opening a nightclub with a friend yeah. that was hugely successful. And that's what led him on the path to entrepreneurship. Yeah. Um, and sort of just to alleviate that stress that we have of, you know, you have to know what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I totally agree with you. Um, some of the guests that we had on our show as well, like our last guest uh, was a Sean who just started up his own hairstyling enterprise. And he was telling me how he's studying a degree in international business. Um, but then his hairstyling business is something that's totally different to that. And um, the guest pre- uh, prior to him, previous to him was uh, someone who had studied, had finished a degree in journalism, but then now he has a startup in fitness and he has a cafe opened up. So there are so many cases, I'm sure, where you have people who pursue a certain path at university, but then go on to do something totally dif- different with their lives because they probably just see some sort of a gap or uh, find out about this this hidden passion that they have that they didn't quite pursue as a study path. Um, and they just develop an idea out of it and it ends up successful. So uh, that pressure that you spoke about, I think it's it's, it's real that we, we come in thinking that this is the only thing that we can do, but then having that open-mindedness that you can do something different and... Um, if you know if you know the ins and outs of what it is, then you can be optimistic about optimistic about its success. Yeah, that's good. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, mentioned uh, how you started arts and architecture, and then you changed to marketing communications. What What made you change that? What Where did the the interest come from? Um. Well, it's it's kind of funny. Um, I don't really know where the interest came from, to be perfectly honest. Um, Uh I sort of like to say, I sort of tell the story of how I ended up in a Master of Marketing Communications as sort of a matter of happenstance. Um, When I was at the end of my Bachelor of Arts degree, I was on exchange at the University of Amsterdam um, for my final semester. And there was this day where a lecture was cancelled, but in a really confusing way, they do things very differently um, over there. And it was it was cancelled with a confusing email. Like the lecturer was like, I won't be there. But up until that point, a lot of our lectures had included guest lecturers. So a lot of us went to class just assuming, oh, she won't be there, but the guest will be. Um, and so we rocked up and no one was there. And it was 9am in the morning, like I'd cycled in freezing cold weather to get to, to uni. So I thought, well, I'm not going home. I'm, I'm on campus now. I may as well start my day. Um, and that was the same thinking of a lot of other students, but none of us were really ready to get to the library and, and start studying. Mm. So a group of maybe six of us went to a local cafe on campus and we were all exchange students. Some of us from America, Slovenia, me, Australia, lots of different places. And while we were in the cafe, I was talking with one of my friends, Hannah, and she was saying how she was really interested in staying on at 
University of Amsterdam for her master's because her partner was there and being European based, it was, you know, staying in that city Mm -hmm. would be possible for her. And she was talking to me about the course that she was applying for. And she was really interested in advertising and marketing and communications and all these different methods of, of that space. And Amsterdam is known for their comms and marketing courses. So the courses that they have there are quite unique and specialized. And just telling me about all these emails she was sending to lecturers to find out the yeah. differences. And I was sitting there thinking like, wow, this, this sounds really interesting. And the reason it piqued my interest was because I was at the point of trying to decide what I do next. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that I always wanted to do a master's degree, um, mainly because I knew that these days a lot of people have bachelor's degrees and particularly bachelor of arts, which are quite general in study. So if you want to sort of have a competitive edge, sometimes doing a master's is worthwhile. Now, right, right. You should still do a master's in something you're interested in, not not for the sake of, the of sake having of it, a of certificate. Course. Yeah. Um, and the course that I had been accepted into at the University of Melbourne was a Master of Management in Human Resources because at the time, that's what I thought I was interested in. Okay. It piqued my interest. It had connection with psychology. But unfortunately, I was unable to secure a Commonwealth-supported place, which is sort of for domestic students, it is an opportunity to have our course at a discounted yeah. rate. And I know it's a, it's a great privilege to have as a domestic student, um, given the cost of university fees. Yeah. Um, but for me, I, because I didn't have that um, uh, position, I didn't really want to do the master's at a full fee, especially when working in the HR industry is a space that you don't necessarily need a degree in. Yeah. And so I thought, well, as worthwhile a master's program is and as worth it is, worth it, it is to spend the full money. Um, I didn't really want to, quote-unquote, waste my money, I suppose. Yeah. And so when Hannah was telling me about this marketing course, I just was enthralled by it and I thought, mm-hmm. this sounds so interesting. It sounds like it's a great opportunity to collide that critical thinking that I've gained from a Bachelor of Arts with my with my psychology because I, I have a strong interest in human behaviour and what drives our decision-making. And so this is such a long-winded story, so I'm sorry, you've just opened the floodgates. Yeah. But, um, basically what happened, this is why I say it was happenstance because at the end of that um coffee catch up I went to the library and I jumped on the guinea mail website and I had a look at what courses there were and I came across this one that I'm in now yeah and I kid you not I applied on a whim the deadline was like a week till um I could apply like Mm -hmm. till it be closed so I thought well I'll just I'll just apply and I'll figure it out later and that is definitely not something I would normally do because I'm a very calculated person Mm -hmm. I do lots of research I don't make decisions um, at the drop of the hat. Um, but I applied and I got in and fortunate, I was fortunate enough to be offered a, a Commonwealth supported place. And okay. so I read the handbook after that and I decided to give it a crack and I haven't looked back since. Um, it's been a really great, great experience, but I think it's, it's a good story to tell because it demonstrates that you don't, Necess- like there doesn't necessarily need to be this like pre-existing passion for something yeah. that you then have to harness to study. Like it, it can be a result of a coincidental conversation with someone that you think, oh, this is interesting. I might do it. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I mean, um, that's that's one hell of a story because I could define myself connecting to that in so many ways. Um, looking back, I think, I remember back in uh, year 11 and 12 where I was, uh, so I was doing the IB curriculum and um, I had two subjects, business management and economics, which I really liked. And I felt that um, these are the subjects I want to do for the rest of my life because I was doing really well in high school and I really liked the content that was being covered. And I thought that, okay, at uni, I want to pursue business and economics. That's one of the main reasons I came to ANU in Canberra is because I was getting the opportunity to do business administration and economics together. So I came here and I started um, studying both, both uh, degrees at the same time. And that's when I sort of realized how there is that there is so much more that goes on with these two subjects, um, way more than what's covered in high school. Like with economics, for example, um, I was introduced to various various courses um, that involved a certain level of mathematics. And me personally, I'm not a very maths oriented person. Um, don't like numbers too much, to be honest, especially when they're with indifference curves and utility management and all that. Um, Oh, you've lost me. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, what I found is the economics that I liked or that I thought I liked was more towards macroeconomic policymaking, the bank, the central bank system, policies, that kind of stuff. I wasn't very interested in microeconomics as much as macroeconomics. And coincidentally, at the same time, I was uh, I started dabbling around with some marketing courses, the introductory marketing courses, consumer behavior, market research, and advertising. And I found that um, these are the courses that I really was leaning towards because not only were they more practical and action-oriented, but they sort of fit well with uh, my character as a person. Like I've always been sort of uh, sort of an extroverted individual. I love speaking to people. I love meeting new people. And there have been a lot of times where I have um, recommended people a lot of products because I use them. And sort of that sort of uh, loosely ties into what marketing and sales is. Because after that, I went back home and then I had done an internship with a company in India where I was involved in a field sales job. And I realized that, you know, I really like selling stuff to people and um, making money out of it. Not that I made any money. I, I actually managed to get a sale for the company, but they didn't give me any commission. So that, <laughs> that was a shame. But um, back to the point, I... I found that I wasn't quite enjoying economics anymore and I was enjoying marketing a lot more. So I d decided to make the swap and I started pursuing a business management, business administration degree with a commerce degree and a major in marketing. But at the same time, there was part of me that still liked certain aspects of economics. So I sort of switched over to an econ minor. And as you said, like you have, once you make the decision and you find that sweet spot, you don't just there's no looking back like you you know that this is what you want to do and this is what resonates with you as a person um, and that's sort of what happened with you is that you didn't feel that you were resonating with that HR um, course and so you wanted to do something else so um, yeah I guess having that open-mindedness when you're going uh, to university to know that anything can happen and you just don't um, you gotta yeah be uh, be ready for anything and just be prepared to make a switch if necessary that even though you walk in um, with, this, with this expectation um, of university that, you know, I've got to set up, I've got one fixed career path, it's, it's not fixed. And all the students listening to this podcast right now would probably agree that they've, 
they have uh, changed plans, they have uh, changed certain things. They, their idea about their future has um, changed to how it was when they first came. And we sort of discussed some statistics in the monologue about how university students change their majors and stuff like that. So it's quite alarming to see, but again, it's a totally normal thing, I feel. No, for sure. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think also it's um, it's 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 something that like we all struggle with. I think when we suddenly decide realize that what we're doing isn't what we want to do, but we have to learn to be comfortable with the fact that it's it's okay if we change our mind. And the only way to change our mind is to expose ourselves to new things and try things. And you know, if that doesn't work, change tune and and go in a different direction and, and that's fine. Like if anything, I think that's just the point of life is to just keep trying new things, and cross off what doesn't, take what does and keep moving forward. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And um, one of the things that really um, drove me to you know start this episode was this idea of what people expect out of university when they decide to go. Like um, what I've been seeing is that it's sort of a societal norm that you finish high school and then right after you have to go to university as if that is sort of the necessary step you need to take in order to get a job. And what I've seen is like a lot of people after they finish high school, they don't, uh, they don't think about how they felt when they were studying, how they felt about doing that subject, but they sort of feel that, okay, now I'm sort of obligated to go to university because that's how it is. You finish high school and then you go to uni. Whereas uh, for someone who doesn't like studying too much, for someone who's more, um, who's more passionate about, say, sports or music or art, they might want to take, uh, take some time off or decide whether that's what their career path is. And I feel that a lot of times we, we, we think that to get a job, we need that, quote, stamp of approval, which is a degree that what separates one candidate from another if one went to uni and one didn't is that that he had a degree but my question is to what extent is that true that can you differentiate someone's skill set based on having a degree or not and if someone goes to university just to get that degree rather than to genuinely learn about the subject that they claim to be interested in how how that's going to turn out because that's sort of uh, sort of to an extent goes against the purpose because you're paying to learn and yeah you're paying to get that degree but then if you if you have that attitude that you just want to get this course or this thing over with and get your degree and get out of here then can you really be able to apply that knowledge that you learned and if not then that defeats the purpose of coming to university in the first place you know what i'm saying um yeah it's sort of uh, sort of uh, baffles me sometimes how like at least in india for example i've seen it's Again, comes back to that norm that like a lot of us are told that, okay, once you finish high school, the next step is to prepare. Actually, even before high school, it's like during a final year of high school, it's start applying for colleges. Before even asking the student whether or not they want to go to college, some people might want to travel, they might want to take some time off. But in most cases, what I've seen is that students don't have that option. And, uh, and I think it's really important to know whether university is meant for one student or not because it's not meant for everyone and if you can't make the most out of it if you can't take advantage of all the opportunities that university gives you then why are you even going and if you're going for that degree you got to ask yourself is that degree 
really necessary for you to get a job. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I think um, personally, I believe in higher education. I think it's it's really worthwhile. But I mm. think the the biggest thing people need to understand is that university doesn't always teach you concrete skills. It's not like um, vocational education where you're taught this is how you become X. Yeah. Like when you learn how to be an electrician, you're taught the the, the key skills of how to do xyz i'm not going to say what that is because yeah. i you know i don't know that field, right. so i don't want to i don't want to um butcher it but you know you're taught in vocational education xyz and i think that's maybe one of the biggest misconceptions of higher education is that you assume that you're going to be taught concrete skills and that when you're in the workplace you'll be doing jobs that require you to punch out those skills and and and, and pull them out and I think that's because for most of the time in school, you're sort of, you are taught concrete skills of like, this is how you solve this equation or this is how you, I don't know, it's going to reveal my lack of science knowledge, <laughs> but like, this is how you do this thing yeah. in science and that when you're working, you're going to do that thing. I think the biggest thing people need to understand is that university teaches you how to think. It doesn't matter what course you do, but more often than not, I think university teaches you how to critically analyze a problem and how to solve it yeah and so whilst you might look back at your degree two or three years later and think that was a waste of time i don't remember anything that i learned that's not the point you're not necessarily supposed to remember that um thing that you you know that that reading that you did in second year and what its core principles were and what its takeaways were and I'd like to put a caveat on that and say that that's also particularly in a Bachelor of Arts. Um, I won't speak too much on other degrees, mm-hmm. but particularly in a Bachelor of Arts, you'll learn, you're taught how to think. And that's not necessarily a skill that is very covert and something you are aware you're applying on a daily basis. Um, so I think in that sense, that's where you can see the distinction sometimes between someone who's gone to university and someone who, who hasn't. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to sort of is this degree worth it i think you know you can only try and also i think it's just a matter of fact that um, you know it is the case that in a lot of industries these days they expect that you have a bachelor's degree in whatever field it is so if you want to get into that field you sort of you have to do a degree obviously that is if if you have the access to it and you have the resources available to you to do it um then, then, then that is the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, uh, good points you made there. That university isn't meant to guarantee you a job, and it doesn't prepare you to do every single thing that a job is going to make you do. It's sort of giving you some guidelines and preparing you for what for what you might expect and how to tackle those problems, rather than to teach you how to do your job. Yeah. And, exactly. Yeah. And oh, sorry. No, and even like. Even like you don't you don't realize what you've learned until a couple of years later. Like one of the internships I completed over the summer was related to SEO, so search engine yeah. optimization. And when I had a sort of an initial chat with the internship supervisor, he was talking about like the importance of building connections between websites and this idea of link building, where you know you'll do a hyperlink to one person's website and then you'll reach out to someone and be like, "Hey, I noticed you wrote a post about this." 
we wrote a similar post. Do you want to link to us? Mm -hmm. And it suddenly made me realize that that was the exact principle of a concept I'd studied in a second year criminology subject in my bachelor's degree. It was like suddenly the light switched on and I thought, wow, that's that thing. That's that thing I struggled to understand four years ago because I remember I had to do a presentation on it and I read the reading and I thought, what? (laughs) I don't get that. But then suddenly four or however many years later it was, I suddenly realised what that reading was talking about. The connection. And so I haven't used that information in that many years, but I now understand the concept. Yeah. And it's through doing that degree that has made me see that. And, you know, it's it's a pretty basic thing when, when I think about it. And I think it was probably just a complicated reading mm-hmm. that I had to do. But I think it, it's, it's, it demonstrates that you don't know what you've learned sometimes, but you're applying it all the time. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, like in my case, uh, the whole idea about the modern Z, how it started, keeping aside the purpose that I had, is just that I was doing a course uh, this semester that sort of required our students to create a blog and all the assessments were to be presented in the form of a blog. So I decided to create a blog on Wix and uh, I started presenting my assignments uh, through that. And it was sort of the process of creating that blog that gave me that experience. Okay, this is how a blog works. And it was sort of like a hit and try, like trial and error thing that I was trying to see what 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 blog design looks the best. And I sort of got well-versed with it. And when it came to the Modern Z, I felt that, okay, uh, keeping the podcast aside, if I know how to create a blog, which I learned from a course, why don't I think about applying that to the Modern Z and get the best of both worlds? And that's sort of what happened, um, is that I started off the assignment in the course not expecting to be able to apply it as soon. But then the modern Z came along with COVID and I found myself applying whatever I had learned just a few weeks after with this. So that's an example of application. And as someone who personally believes in practicality and application more than theoretical knowledge, I feel that the the better you are at applying whatever you learn, the more chance you have of being successful, especially in today's world where most of the importance is given towards being able to comprehend certain data sets and translate that into uh, strategies that can, you know, help the firm or the business, whatever it wants to do. Um, and that that's sort of what university teaches you as well. Because uh, from personal experience, I feel that coming to university was one of the best decisions of my life. Um, keeping aside all the the study and the education that I was given, it was more about the soft skills as well, which not many people speak about. Um, again, this depends on what degree someone is doing. But then in my case, with a lot of management and marketing courses, we are sort of taught, um, we are sort of given tasks that involve group presentations and projects and research assignments which goes um, which is quite similar to what like a marketing agency would expect or a management consultancy firm would expect and it's sort of getting you in that mode that okay are you comfortable with working in a team you might be good you might be really good with numbers you might be good with statistics but can you translate that information into meaningful um, recommendations for this company that you're speaking about and that sort of uh, sort of help build my communication and soft skills, as I mentioned, because uh, a lot of people don't speak about that. They think about just the content that the course teaches them, but they don't think about why 
why that's being taught like what's the what's the what's the further application why am i learning this why am i spending my time money and effort into this like what can i how can i best use this to my advantage because that would be the optimal use of university as a service i feel um and if you if you are able to use that to your advantage then you're in a good place when you move into the corporate world i feel yeah yeah absolutely mm. absolutely and i mean there's i think there is still something to be said for people who um don't attend university and still manage to build a career for themselves mm -hmm. um i suppose uh maybe university just helps you get that little extra leg up um but there's heaps of people who have still succeeded in um sort of following their nose um they don't have a degree at all but they're hugely successful in what they do but i think that takes a lot of um determination and a lot of tenacity to 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 get there so i think it you know at the end of the day like is with when it comes to the question of like is a degree worth it i think it depends on the industry really. absolutely absolutely uh, it's, yeah. it's quite remarkable to see some people who uh, who just give it a push and just take a risk and just try out um it's sort of that that inquisitive knowledge that they have about the market that i can just see someone uh, in this situation why don't i make something and they might not necessarily have a degree that you know like a marketing degree or a management degree but if they have that that inquisitiveness to know what a person wants what a customer wants then that's all it takes and you just go with it so that that practical knowledge is sort of ingrained with these people because they sort of they live those days uh, testing things out themselves and that has its place definitely it does it does for sure yeah absolutely yeah so um like back to that often uh, we as individuals you know we get anxious about the future like i'm speaking from experience we worry about what uh, the future holds what careers can i pursue um how did you deal with any uh, thoughts of anxiety or nervousness when you were thinking about um, working in the corporate world future prospects careers all that well i mean i would suppose say I, i suppose i'm still going through it mm -hmm. um because you know at the moment i'm i'm still doing my degree so um i'm in the process of i'm in my final year so i'm currently trying to navigate that space and and find my sort of next step like yeah. whatever my next job is um in terms of how i deal with the anxiety i would say that i probably i know that there's a lot of planning involved when it comes to working out your your like the next steps um particularly when it comes to graduate jobs uh there's a year that happens between applying and 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 getting the job so i suppose i i hope that i i help the anxiety by making a plan and looking at going through the motions of applying for jobs and just doing what I can to sort of put myself out there um make my CV look as sort of enticing as possible yeah. to to sort of hopefully encourage recruiters to push my name up the ranks for for um for jobs but you know there's a lot of uncertainty when it comes to looking for a job and i think especially now in the time of covid-19 it it mm -hmm. heightens that uncertainty because yeah. a lot of grad job programs are either being cancelled for 2021 or they're reducing their intake numbers or they are um pushing their start dates back or even their application dates back so 
there's even more uncertainty, you know, with the whispers of a recession about to happen, yeah. you don't know what's going to happen next. Um, so I think I just sort of, I'm not letting that anxiety get to me mm-hmm. because I do worry. I do worry that I'm not going to be able yeah. to get a job next year. But I think you, the best way to get through that is to kind of believe in yourself as well and be yeah. like, well, no, I've got these skills. I've done this. I know I know what all there is to know about the industry at the level I'm at. Yeah. So as long as you believe in yourself and you back yourself, then, you know, hopefully there'd be a job at the end of it. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, a lot of times, uh, like, as I said, from experience, what I found was, was like last year or sometime around um, middle of the year, I found myself really worrying about what happens after I graduate. And that was uh, towards the end of my second year. So I was getting worried, even though I had two years left to go. And I was thinking about whether or not I'm good enough for the corporate world. Mainly, like, part of the reason for that was that I was seeing all these grad opportunities and people and uh, blog posts and alumni talking about their experience, how they're working for this firm, that firm. And it started making me feel a little conscious and started... Uh, having that self-doubt that do I have what it takes is this is this degree going to be worth it am I spending my time wisely am I doing the right thing what's going to happen and then I found that that was just affecting my mental health in a bad way and it wasn't getting me anywhere so then I took a step back my friends and family told me to just calm down for a bit knowing that I have time and as you mentioned, uh, I started preparing myself and doing some research into what I can do to make uh, make make this an easy process. So again, I started working on my resume, uh, started learning about the industry, what job opportunities I have. I started speaking to people and um, sort of learned along the way about uh, how a good career doesn't necessarily have to start from a big firm. If you if you know what your subject area involves, then you can always find a company or a business that's a little uh, of a smaller scale and sort of go from there. Because at the end of the day, if you want to really want to work for um, like a big firm, then there is a whole different uh, process that goes on. Like sometimes uh, there are other factors that come into play, especially if you're in a foreign country. But um, sort of knowing that things will eventually turn out, turn out, in your favor, having that optimism and self-belief can uh, really prevent yourself from, prevent any likelihood that you'll beat yourself up for not knowing about the future because uh, that's, it's just not good for your mental health. And and I know like a lot of us struggle with this and it's a hard thing, but uh, yeah, I guess we could just uh, take a step back and look at things from a different perspective. Um, yeah, I think just learning, learning and sort of preparing yourself for what can be happening. So if you're ready, then you might not be as scared as you were before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's just sort of understanding that you can only control the areas that you can control. Yeah. Um, and there's going to be other areas that are outside of your yeah. control. And you've got to be okay with letting those just take their, take their course and, and doing the areas that you can yeah and uh like another thing i sort of realized was that i even though i'm doing marketing part of me has always wanted to have a startup of my own um so i was discussing that with my family and i figured that rather than finishing university and 
working for a firm, why don't I have a business of my own? But then as soon as I thought of that, um, I started having second thoughts about it because I've sort of been so overly critical about everything that's been going on. I started thinking about what if this business doesn't work out? Um, what if it fails? So I sort of, uh, again, took a step back and thought that why don't I just see how it goes, work for a firm, and then keep this this startup idea there at the back of my mind instead of getting rid of it because it's always good to have a backup at the end if you if something doesn't work in your favor and having that backup um, also helps in giving you that assurance that okay I'm not going to be on the street living alone or I'm not going to be a failure at the end of this so yeah but it's also not necessarily seeing it as a backup but rather your end goal and what you're doing in between are the things that are going to help you get there yeah by going and working for small to medium-sized firms Mm. or the big four if we're talking consulting you know that kind of space like seeing it as an opportunity of not just like a thing to do before you do the next thing but it's the space that you're allowing yourself to grow and learn new skills gain contacts yeah um and sort of get the experience that's actually going to help you create your business when you're ready and i think i think it's great that people create businesses um off the bat out of uni but i think often they are actually hustling as much as people hate that word, but they're hustling throughout university. So they're doing that stuff that people might do when they finish yeah. of working and getting experience, but while they're at uni so that as soon as they finish, they're ready to start their business and they've got the backing of all that experience that mm. they've had prior. So I think it's, you know, it's put a spin on that experience. Yeah. 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 No, I agree with you. I agree with you. It's not a backup plan at the end. It's, it's, it's a means to help you get to that. Yeah, goal. yeah. You might have um, changed the wordings of that. Um, it's, it's yeah. <laughs> it's it's sort of a way to learn along the way, and you might even find yourself enjoying that more than your startup idea. Um, so again, it comes yeah. back to keeping that open mind about what you think you want to do and what you actually end up doing. Yeah, yeah, I think it's all about changing your mindset, and that's coming from you know it's easy for me to say that, but that's coming from a lot of times where I've chosen maybe like the negative way to look at things and seeing it as like a waste of time or you know be whatever an experience mm-hmm. but if you change the outlook on that experience it's going to change the way you view the experience and sort of the outcomes as a result as well yeah so yeah yeah no for sure um as a graduate um if you were to look back and reflect on your experience at university what advice would you give to your high school graduate slash first year self who was joining university for the first time? I see you've taken a leaf out of my book with some <laughs> of my podcast questions. <laughs> Inspiration. Oh, you got to ask, you got to ask the uh, podcaster sometimes. <laughs> um, I think the best piece of advice would be to learn to be comfortable with trying new things and trying the things that scare you. And I don't mean going and jumping out of a plane or holding a a snake or feeding the tigers. Like, I mean, sort of more intangible things, Mm -hmm. Um, whether that's maybe going and speaking at an event or well, maybe not speaking at an event because that's quite big, but like attending a networking night or being okay with leading a group in a group assignment. Maybe if you're someone who would usually take the back seat and let someone else lead, be learn to be comfortable with trying the thing that scares you. And if yeah. that's leading your assignment group, put yourself out there and give it a try. Because sometimes I think doing the things that scare you the most 
are the times that you learn Mm -hmm. something. Um, And again, that's coming from experience. Like um, when I finished high school, I took a gap year and I moved to London. Um, I was fortunate enough to be able to go with a group of um, people who went to the same high school as me. So I went with a base of people I knew, but that was still frightening to go and move overseas live in a country I've never lived in before okay yes they speak English and it's a it's a similar society but it's still scary um the same with when I went on exchange going to an, a, I wouldn't say a foreign country because I have family in the Netherlands mm-hmm. so it's a place I was quite comfortable in but I had to live by myself and living by myself is something I I don't enjoy I've done it before and I didn't enjoy it but doing it like I had the option to live in the share housing but I chose I chose to live by myself and it was seeing it as an opportunity to do something that I didn't like before and being able to sort of change that mindset, I suppose, and be like, okay, well, I'm living by myself, but what can I do to sort of make it a worthwhile experience? So I think it's just, it's always being okay, comfortable with trying new things and also to continue to go with the flow. Um, I sort of used to be a very high-strung person that needed everything really regimented and structured and I had to know what was coming next. I had to know what was around the corner. Um, And I remember at the end of year 12, I sort of, I'm not one for New Year's resolutions, but I made my goal to be like, go with the flow. Mm -hmm. And it's always helped. I haven't necessarily gone with the flow this whole time, but I suppose it's not giving it to my high school self because that's what I did, but any other high schoolers or soon to be first year uni students, I'd say that would be the advice I would give you is to be comfortable with going with the flow. You can still plan and create structure around it, but I suppose it's that whole like rolling with the punches. Mm. There's going to be curveballs. There's going to be things that you don't expect. And I think if you're on your toes and you're ready, then you'll be able to withstand that that um, hit a lot better than if you're just standing still. Yeah. It's like in soccer training, like I play soccer and there's a reason that you should be constantly running on the balls of your feet so that you're ready as soon as the ball comes. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, a few good points I want to address there about how we sometimes we, we get that curveball and we sort of back down because we weren't expecting it and then we think that's the end of the world. But facing those curveballs head on is going to prepare us for situations ahead in our lives when we're going to be hit with something that we weren't expecting. Like, for example, this pandemic. Um, I just, sometimes I think about all the people working in factories and people who have to support their families who have lost their jobs. This wasn't something anyone was expecting, and now they're dealing with that. Whereas in our case, we're still at university, so we still have a second chance to try. And many people might not be as fortunate. So um, that's definitely a good point you made there. What I'd like to add is uh, to sort of approach university as a learning experience rather than a stepping stone or that's, again, that's that stamp of approval that you need to get a job. Because if you, because I've seen like a lot of people, uh, and I know like uh, different people have different circumstances, but I've seen sort of a pattern where I've seen people who approach an assignment and finish it for the sake of finishing it. They they don't think about enjoying the process or trying to figure out what they can get out from what the course and the the teacher is trying to you know explain, and uh, that can affect their lives and their their um, performance in a 
number of ways. For example, if there's if there's a person in a group assignment and you you're part of the group and you feel that this is just something that you have to do for the sake of it and you just put in a uh, suboptimal level of effort, it's not only going to affect your input but it's going to affect the input of a team. And if you do the same thing in a group in the industry, then that could p potentially cost you the job. So my sort of uh, view is to sort of acknowledge and be mindful that you have come away from home and you're paying a certain amount of time and energy and money into this degree. So why not just take the most you can out of it rather than just work for that, that piece of paper at the end? Because having that approach is, is quite different to sort of approaching it as a learning, a learning process that you do different, different courses that all fall under your degree and you hope to learn something out of it. And, um, as you mentioned, like sort of um, participating in different events and doing what scares you. Like I had also gone on exchange a couple of years back. I went to Hong Kong and that was my first uh, time going on exchange. So prior to going, I was a little um, skeptical about it. I was thinking about whether or not I'll enjoy it. But then I'm glad I followed through with it because it was one of the best experiences of my lives. I met people from all around the world, um, got to learn a lot of things, got exposed to that side of the world and that culture. Uh, so having that open-mindedness to be prepared for whatever you know the world throws at you is is really uh, crucial to preparing you for the corporate world and just life in general I important life skills which i feel people don't talk about as much for sure yeah absolutely and just coming back to your point yeah. about not necessarily viewing me as a stamp as a pro of approval and a, a, a thing to get you from a to b but like seeing it as an opportunity to grow yeah and a space it's it's a space to grow yeah absolutely um like i have changed so much mm. in the almost seven years since i've been out of school and i sound incredibly old um but honestly i think if 18 year old me saw me today she would be shocked and bewildered by mm -hmm. the person I am today. Yeah. Um, I don't think past me would have expected me to grow to the extent that I have today. And I think the biggest telltale sign in that is that um, over the weekend, I got a message on Instagram from a girl I used to go to school with. Mm -hmm. um, we were friends during school, um, but we sort of not super close to the point that we stayed in touch upon graduation and I haven't we haven't spoken in many many years but she reached out to me and she said I'm so impressed with what you're doing with the 20 something grad and mm -hmm. I want to say that you know not only have you created a platform to sort of help people feel a little bit more okay with if they don't have their shit together but I'm seeing how much you've grown and how much more confident you are today as compared to in high school and having I've sort of felt that in myself and, you know, my mom has said that and, you know, your mom's always there to back you in the corner. Yeah. So when she says you're proud of you, she's proud of you. You're like, oh, thanks, mom. But your mom kind of has to say that. But <laughs> to hear it from someone else, yeah. I think is amazing. And it demonstrates that if you see university as an opportunity to just grow, then you're also going to have a much better experience than just go get in, get out, do the assignments. Absolutely. Absolutely. It just takes uh, you being mindful and looking back to yourself now as you were a few years ago and see 
the the change that's come about in your personality in the way you look the way you feel the way you speak everything rather than just about the the education that you've received from university you can change yeah change the way you feel about it change the way you look forward definitely yeah absolutely yeah. amazing so uh, I think we can wrap up the episode here. Um, guys, be sure to check out Laura's podcast channel, The 20-something Grad. As we discussed earlier, she invites industry professionals from various fields of work and discusses job nature, prospects, and career opportunities for students. Quite insightful. Uh, I'm going to be linking it down below in the show notes, um, along with this episode's corresponding blog post on our website, www.themodernz.com. We've also just started our Instagram page, so if possible, have a look and share our content with your friends and family. Much appreciated. Stay safe, stay healthy, and keep learning. Until the next one, peace.